What's good, everyone? What's happening? Hello, I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that all of you are having a great day, great start to your week, good evening, afternoon, night, whatever time it may be. I thank all of you for joining me today on this latest episode of All In, All Out. Now, I will admit to all of you that I had a different plan for this week's episode, but it weighed heavy on my heart that I need to talk about today's topic, and that's the topic of school, education, from a broad perspective, because this week, most kids are going back to school, whether it's a junior high, high school, or college. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to give all of you current students some advice as a fellow graduate. I got my bachelor's degree in 2020 in business administration. And I, I know the journey. But as I said on social media, essentially that the path may be difficult, but just remain that course and get to the finish line. But before we get into all that, speaking of students, I do want to talk about the latest news in the world. And for those who are quite familiar with what I'm getting to, I'm talking about the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan. Now, I will say this. I don't like the Biden administration. I have a lot of gripe with the Biden administration. I've talked about it before, first and foremost with the the Keystone Project, but that's another topic for another day, possibly. Now, for those who are familiar with Biden's plan for student loan debt forgiveness, here how here's how it goes. And here's the idea. You get $20,000 in forgiveness if you went to college on Pell Grants. That's one part. You get back $10,000 if you didn't receive Pell Grants. The forgiveness only applies for those earning less than $125,000. So whoever makes a quarter of a million dollars per year. And the student loan pause extended one more time. And that's up on the 31st of December of this year. And how the payment plan will work, it will be based on income, where if you have undergraduate loans, you can cap repayment at 5% of your monthly income. 
So that's essentially the student loan forgiveness plan. Now, will this plan actually come to fruition? I don't know. As my sister once said, the government ain't your friend. And in my opinion, excuse me, the government on uh, many times have created a system to keep the poor people poor and the rich people rich. So as I said, my sister told me one time, the government is not your friend. No ever rely, or do your best not to rely on the government. Because the, the government is corrupt. Very, very corrupt. It's obvious. And it's something that I shouldn't even need to say, but I need to make that point. But here's what I want to talk about. Because I've seen on social media, specifically on Twitter, people say, Oh, what about the people that have already paid their student loans? What about them? They don't get nothing. We don't get nothing. Oh, in America, if you take out a loan for something, it's your duty to pay it back. And look, I'm going to do my best to be objective because as of right now, I am one of those students that currently has student loans. I was very fortunate enough that my student loans aren't as high as many people because I got a lot of scholarship opportunities because I did well academically back in high school. But I have student loan nevertheless. Personally, if Biden keeps his word or the administration keeps his word on that student debt forgiveness plan, very grateful for it. Very, very grateful for it. And as someone who some people have described me as a legalist, I understand the perspective of, look, you took out the loan. You submitted the application. I understand that you had a desire to go to school and get an education and get a degree, associate, bachelor's, master's, whatever it may be. And hey, there are other avenues of avoiding that student debt, such as becoming a police officer, becoming a firefighter, working in government, going to the military, going into the army, going into the Navy, whatever avenue in that regard, there are of course different ventures people can take to avoid student debt <clears throat> or pay off back all of their college loans. And I also understand the perspective of people who have got free scholarships and don't have to pay nothing for college. The student athletes of the world, the gifted students of the world. I understand their perspective on that. And people who literally had to pay out of pocket. I knew one of my managers at one of my old jobs who said he worked two to three jobs while going to school. Me? All I did was work part-time and go to school full-time. I only had one job. 
other than my first semester in college where I worked in the mail department on campus, along with my part-time job. I understand all of those components. I understand all of those perspectives. But here's my opinion on the whole student debt forgiveness plan and every opinion that's out there. Every decision that's in government, every decision that's made, it won't benefit everybody. It won't. Not everybody's gonna like every decision somebody makes, whether it's in office, whether it's as a teacher, whether it's as any leadership figure that's out there. Basic example. When I was in school, there were times where the teacher would say, okay, before class, everybody put their phones in the basket. And at the end of every class, you get your phones back. Someone such as myself, I could go without my phone for 45 minutes. And let me put it out there. If you feel a sense of anxiety without any technological device for a long period of time, that's a, that's a problem. Because you should never feel an attachment to an electronic device. We should not be dependent on a device. It should be viewed as a luxury more than a necessity. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. For someone like me, 45 minutes without a phone for a class, when the priority of going to school is to get an education and to do well academically, it's no problem with me. I ain't gonna fight, I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna go off on this subject. But there were students in that class, it was a math class, who was bugging out. <laughs> there were students that will lie and say, oh, I don't have my cell phone on me. And then eventually at one time, a specific student got caught. All over a damn cell phone. So even a decision such as that, coming from a teacher, which is a leader in its own right, not everybody liked that decision. Recently with the coronavirus, not everybody liked the decision of uh, the requirement of wearing a mask, more so indoors than outdoors. I didn't like the decision, but many people did. Whatever decision you make in leadership or just in life in general, not everyone is going to agree with that decision. So in this case, a student loan forgiveness, it's not for everyone. It's for the people who for some reason or the other, ends up doing well financially after coming out of college. So they do need help because everybody needs help in life. And for those who already paid off their student loans and actually needed to pay out of pocket for their student loans, y'all have my empathy. And I give y'all much respect for doing that. But this ain't for you. This is for the people who actually want to get an education, want to do well academically, 
and want to better their life. Don't mistake anything about getting an education. I am a strong believer in getting an education. And that's, that does not pertain to just going to school. That could be trade school. That could be working on the field, getting that job experience, reading, self-teaching. That's education in that sense. Or rather, that's education, the pure definition of education. And for someone to pursue that, you have my respect whatsoever. For anyone that doesn't want to talk about education or puts it down in some way, shape, or form, pure ignorance and pure, for lack of a better word, hater. Haterade. Now, let me tell y'all a story. <laughs> I remember one time I went over a family member's house. I, I won't reveal the people that were involved. I went over a family member's house, and this particular girl was at this house. And I was asking this girl, just having conversation. You know, what do you, and I was probably early college, late high school around this time. I asked this girl, hey, what do you want to do when you get older? The girl told me she wanted to be a flight attendant. And I said, okay. And just being the questioning and curious individual that I am, asked questions such as, okay, what do you need to do? Because I have no idea how to become a flight attendant. And I pretty, and that, that surprised me of the answer she gave, because I just never heard them before of what someone want, wanted to do. So I asked, okay, what do you need to do to become a flight attendant? Do you need to go to college? Do you need a certain certificate? Do you need to go to a certain college? Like, what do you need to go to a certain trade school? Like, what, what do you need to do? Because, again, I'm completely ignorant. Excuse me. And she got offended. <laughs> she got offended on the old situation, saying, oh, you're telling me that I need to go to college? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, partner. Not once did I say that you need to go to college to become a flight attendant. All I asked was, do you need to go to college? Because again, I'm, I'm ignorant. I didn't know how to become a flight attendant. And I'm curious to know. I always enjoy learning those things. So she continued to get offended, continued to get offended, to the point where this girl even brought it up to her mom. And she said the same thing to her mother. And I give the mom credit. She said, hold on. He didn't say that you have to go to college. He just asked you, do you need to go to college? And the girl shut her mouth. <laughs> so I give the, the woman again her, her credit for just being objective. Because a lot of parents in that situation, they would always back up their child. And I understand. I get it. But here's the crux of the story. 
a couple of days to two weeks later, I got a phone call from a particular individual who knew of the situation. And this particular individual called me on the phone. And he said, don't, when you talk to her, don't bring up education anymore. And in my head, I'm like, what? Why, like, why, why would you say that? Why wouldn't I bring up education? Aren't we supposed to educate ourselves every day? And I asked, like, why? What happened? And this particular individual told me because she got, the girl got upset and things of that nature. So the whole point of the story is, don't ever downplay education. Don't ever be negative when it comes to bringing up education. Because education is one of the most important things in life. And that's just learning every day. Learning skills, learning traits to be better individual people. And I always tell people this. If you don't at least learn one thing every day that is a benefit to your life, something's wrong with you. Because there's so much learning to do in this lifetime that it's impossible not to learn something new every day. You tell me you can't learn one thing a day? Not true. Not true whatsoever. So to go back to the student loan forgiveness, again, I obviously, I support it because of the situation for the past couple of years with the pandemic. Situations happen in people's lives where they're not financially able to make those payments. So any help whatsoever to, to assist the students, the alumni of the student debt, I'm all for it. Let me say this too. And I get it, college is a business. That's just how it is, okay? You see the numbers where tuition is increasing year by year by year. That's a business, we understand that. And at the end of the day, even though you may learn a lot from school, you're truly not going to learn what you need to learn to be successful in life until you enter the real world, the corporations of the world. You truly won't learn. Because on the field, on the job training is the best training you're going to get to become a success. And again, I learned a lot while going into college, while I was in college. But I'll say I learned a lot more being on the job. And again, college ain't for everybody. Everybody should not be going to college. And if you were, quote-unquote, forced to go to college, shame on the guardian, your parents, whoever did that to you. Because that's wrong. That's wrong. I remember my first semester at Southern Connecticut State University. 
in an English class. The teacher there asks everyone three questions. First question, did you want to go to college? And of course, I raised my hand. Second question, did your, did your parents pressure you to go to college and then eventually you want to go to college? Some people raise their hand. And then the third and final question, were you forced to go to college? And a, a dude rose their hand. And in that moment, I have so much empathy for that guy because no one should ever force somebody, especially for college, force them to get an education. There are many, again, there are many different avenues. Trade school, the military, going out in the real world and get a job. But to force somebody to go to college, that's just wrong. That is just wrong. And I truly believe that any form of education in regards to school should be free. It should be free. To have somebody pay to get a better education, to have a better life. Because the more you educate yourself, again, as it states in the Bible, I'm paraphrasing. My people perish for a lack of understanding and knowledge. So what that means, if you have understanding and knowledge, you will not perish. You will have a better life. You will have a much easier life. So to tell somebody, hey, you have to pay a certain amount of money to have a better life, hence a better education, is complete BS. And that's why, and I'm putting it out there right now. It's my desire that one day I create a university where you just go to the school, you don't need to take any prerequisites, which is complete nonsense and a money grab. Prerequisites are just for students who don't know what they want to do yet for a degree. Let me tell you something. If you don't know what you want to do, by your senior year in high school, don't even go to college because you're wasting your time. Go there knowing you have an idea of what you want to do. Rather, matter, matter of fact, go there knowing what you want to do. Not have an idea of what you want to do, but what you want to do. I'll give you an example. When I first went to college, my first school, Sacred Heart University, I majored in sports management. But after my first year in college, I decided that, hey, I want to go to business administration because it's a much broader field. I could get more job opportunities with that degree. Even though I changed the, the major, it's still related to business. So I didn't lose any credits whatsoever in the, in the business sense. Now, because I transferred, I eventually did lose credits. If I were to stay at Sacred Heart, I wouldn't have lost any credits because it's still in the same department. Don't be that student 
that majored the first year in psychology, and then two to three years later, well, rather matter of fact, one to two years later, you're majoring in social studies or history. Don't do that. But when you're a, by the time you're a senior in high school, you sure already know what you want to do. Period. End of story. Now to go back to the topic of trying people. But I'm just flowing. Here's what I would do to solve student loans. And I heard this from Jesse Ventura. I'll give him his credit. He said he would legalize cannabis, tax it the same way you would tax alcohol, and then use that tax money to cover all the expenses for student debt. Because we already know marijuana. And now let me make this clear. I support marijuana from a medical perspective to help oneself heal better. Because marijuana is from the earth. It's not chemicalized like cocaine, heroin, or any of those type of drugs. Marijuana literally comes from the earth. Literally. So I support it from a medical perspective. But when it comes to people just smoking weed just to get high and whatnot, I don't support that whatsoever. Whatsoever. Now, even, even if it's for a medical sense, there are ways to go about it to where you're not smelling like a pothead. Okay? So let me make that very clear. Because I don't smoke weed. No. No. I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. I'm straight edge. And by the grace of God, I've been straight edge for, for almost 10 years. In January 2023, I would have been I will be straight edge for 10 years. So let me make that very clear. But from a business perspective, that's what I would do. Because the, the marijuana industry will make a lot of money. Look at Colorado. They're light years ahead of us in that perspective. <laughs> you know? So that's what I would do. And in terms of the people that, who, that already paid off their student loans, here's what I would do. I would give them a tax cut. And just configure it in a way where it's in correlation to their yearly salary based on the job that they had for that year. So at least they get some sort of compensation for paying off their student loans. But at the end of the day, and again, if this student loan forgiveness plan goes through, it's not for everybody. It's for the people that need it. Like for some people, which in my opinion is complete nonsense, who feel they need the coronavirus shot. It's not for everybody. So the people out there who are complaining about that, they need to shut their mouth, in my opinion. Because it's not all about you. 
just like the song <laughs> by Bishop Jones, I believe. It's not about us, but it's about Jesus. It's not about you. And when certain policies go around, it's not about me. We all need help at a certain point in life. And that help will not be to benefit you, but to benefit other people. So I support it, 100%. Without a doubt. Now, to close the show, I do want to give some advice to the college students, and the high school students too. More so the college kids though, because I understand that college, it could be a lot more taxing, a lot more mental stress, frustration, mainly because of the financial part of it. And sometimes things come up in their life and to the point where they end up taking off a semester or they're not able to focus as well academically causing them to fail certain classes and even to the point where they do that multiple times, life happens. Well, not life happens. Things in life will happen to where it will cause you to downfall to a certain extent. Well, let me give, and I will admit too, a lot of it depends on who's supporting you. Now, here's what I will admit. I had a lot of support while I was in college. I was fortunate enough to where my dad's a mechanic and he gifted me with a vehicle. I was very fortunate that I went to a state school where they offer what they call a U-Pass. And that's actually one of my advices to students who are in school right now. If you go to a state school, a community college, or pretty much any university, go to the financial aid department and ask regarding the U-Pass. Because with the U-Pass, you could travel anywhere in the state that you're living in. And I live in Connecticut. I went to school in Connecticut. I could travel anywhere in the state of Connecticut by a bus or by a train for free. Anywhere, anywhere. Even where I went to school in New Haven, there'll be days where I took the, the bus hub in Norwalk, took it for free. They had to pay a dime, nothing. So I, that's my first advice since I'm speaking about it now. Check this, check your financial aid department on the U-Pass. Go back. I was very fortunate that where I lived was literally five minutes away. There was a train station. So I didn't need to ride a bike. I didn't need to ride a car. I literally needed to walk to the train station, take a free train ride to New Haven. Obviously take a free ride to the school because of the school shuttle. Didn't pay nothing. Very fortunate in that regard. Again, as I mentioned earlier, very fortunate of my student aid and the scholarships specifically. I pretty much, the only thing I needed to pay for were school supplies and textbooks. 
And there were semesters that actually got money back. Very fortunate. I was fortunate that I have a sibling, my eldest sister. She went to college and she graduated. So I had somebody to look up to. To have them of to have another motivation to complete school, to put complete college. I had people praying for me. When I needed it the most. When I didn't even know it. I was fortunate. One winter session. Because I wanted to catch up since I transferred schools and not all my credits went over. Where I need to pay two grand for a winter session. I paid half. My mom paid one fourth. And my dad paid one fourth. So again, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to make a point. Having that support is vital. Vital. And I empathize truly for any college student out there who feels they don't have that support. I truly do. And another thing, your job. If you if you need to work part-time, having that support from your job to work around your school schedule. I, I recall my first job as a valet attendant. And in the beginning, I gave a schedule that was based on what I had at that time, but it wasn't set. And then once the schedule was officially set, I told the assistant manager at the time, hey, my schedule got changed. I'm not gonna be able to work this time and that day. And the dude literally told me to my face, well, this is the schedule that you gave us. If you're not able to abide by the schedule, we're gonna have to let you go. This is exactly how I said it, go. And dude, not do it. And all of you, let me tell you, I was distraught. I was hurt. Because you're telling me I'm about to get fired for wanting an education? Because that's how I looked at it. So, remember, at the time I was going to the chiropractor. And after I finished up my, my session, I called up my manager. I told her my head manager, and I told her what happened. And I, and I will admit, I was being arrogant in this regard, and it was just to get a point across. And it's not to put down anybody who went to community, who's going to community college. That's not to put all of you down. School is school. Uh, I was, I was arrogant of that when I was looking for schools. Because I looked at going to community college and going to a lower class school as bootleg, in a sense. But I told my head manager, I said, look, so-and-so, I am going to Sacred Heart University. I'm not going to NCC. I'm not going to Gateway. I'm going to Sacred Heart University. I take my education very seriously and I want to work 
and this guy is telling me that I'm going to get, he's going to let me go because of my schedule. We, I, I'm willing to work something out, but that's not right. You're going to let me go because something that wasn't settled. So she told me, okay, okay, I got you. No worries. And again, the favor of God. She was going to school at that time for the same degree I was going to. Well, she, well, technically, I was going for sports management at that time, and she was going for business administration. But we were going to the same field. So, so see, she sympathized with me in that regard. So, again, that support. So, I was able to comfortably, to the best of my ability, achieve the goal of getting a bachelor's degree. So getting the whole point now I'm saying is that support is crucial. It's paramount. And if you feel that you don't have that support, learn to support yourself the best as possible. And think of other avenues to alleviate that pressure, that burden of everything except going to class and getting a, a good mark. Because I tell people who've gone to school, while you're going to school, that should be your number one priority for the simple fact that you're paying for it. Okay? Because if you fail a class, that's a waste of money out of your pocket. And now you got to pay more money for that same class? No. Never put that in front of a job. Or anything else. Except God, of course. The education needs to come first. Here's another piece of advice for all of you. The, the third advice. So the first advice, search for that you pass. Search for that you pass. Second advice. Find that support. Some way, somehow. Get, attempt, one person to be in Konania with, to assist you in times when you feel down, when you feel like nobody's supporting you, when you feel like you're not gonna get to the finish line. Find that support. Again, that support is crucial in the times of college. And the last advice that I'll give, and I admitted this, I will tell all of you now. There are three resources. Four will be a bonus, as a bonus. Three main resources that every single student needs to use. First resource, connectbooks.com. Why connectbook.com? Because on connectbooks, you'll find the cheapest textbooks on the market. If you can avoid, avoid buying textbooks directly from the school, avoid it. Because it will always be one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive on the market. Use connectbooks.com. And here's the great thing about that website. You can rent it for a semester. You can rent it for a quarter or however long you need it. 
useconnectbooks.com in regards to your textbooks. And in that same domain, actually teachers, do we truly need a textbook for a semester? Because even though that's on the syllabus, you may not necessarily need to buy it. Because I know as a former college student, we will be given the syllabus before our first in-class day. And, and there's nothing wrong with being prepared, obviously. You have your textbooks ready. But there be there were many times where I come in, textbook ready to go, and I barely used the damn thing all semester, wasted my money. So before you get the class, or you go into class the first day, email your teacher, call your teacher, ask them, do we need a textbook for this class? And then buy the book. There may be a situation where you actually need the textbook and there are assignments in the textbook for you to do and you don't have the textbook. That's the risk you take. But again, there's always a different way to go about it for the time being. Talk to the students in the classroom. Say, hey, look, I don't have my textbook for the next week or two. Do you mind if we can borrow back and forth? It's called networking, people. If there's a will, there's a way. Work smarter, not harder. The second website everyone should use, and this goes before you even step foot in the classroom. RateMyProfessors.com. Now, what is RateMyProfessors? RateMyProfessors is a website where you can look up possibly the name of the professor you may possibly enroll in their class and you can see the opinions of people on them. They usually, if I remember correctly, they usually get a star rating from one to five. And let me tell you, because of that resource, I've avoided so many bad teachers. Once I started using that source, I've always gotten, and I literally mean always, I've gotten the teacher with the high positive rating. And because let me tell you something when it comes to reviews. People don't lie when it comes to reviews because that's time that they're taking out of their day to write an opinion or tell an experience that they had in that class as a warning. So in my opinion, whatever review you see I rate my professor, take that to the bank. You should always use that resource when choosing classes before you even enroll into the class because it will save you a lot of headache. Third and final resource that every single college student should use. And this may cost you, and this will cost you money, but I'm telling you, if there's a resource that is paramount in my opinion, it's Chegg.com. Now, why do I say Chegg.com? Because 
on Check.com. And because we all use the internet, we all use Quizlet, in my opinion. There are certain answers, well, excuse me, there are certain questions on assignments. When you look it up online, you can't find it anywhere. You can't. On Check.com, on Check.com, if you pay for the subscription, you could ask people for help on that specific question. And not only will they help you, they will give you the answer. I had one economics class where I didn't know anything about the questions that were being asked. Nothing. But because I used Chegg.com, I got my answers. And I passed the class with an A. You, you will need to pay for it, as I said. But I'm telling all of you, it's an investment worth paying for. And here's the fourth and final one, which I consider a bonus because I want to consider it paramount, but it's definitely, definitely a must-use. Grammarly.com. Now, what is Grammarly.com for those who may not know? It's a website where any essay you write, any letter you write, any form of written documentation you write, Grammarly.com will automatically correct the mistakes you made. And if you pay for the premium subscription, it will have your assignment, your written exam, whatever it might be. It will have that assignment look like a scholar wrote it. I'm a living witness of it. Now, you can get the free subscription and it will still edit your assignments to written assignments to a degree. But when you if you pay for that written subscription, oh it will make your written assignments look superb. Superb. And obviously you gotta proofread it and make sure that everything is still Look, looks correct because there have been many moments where even though I've clicked all of the auto corrections, certain sentences were off, certain periods were missing because it's technology. Not everything is going to be quote unquote perfect, but it's such a beautiful resource to use. So those are my four must use not must use, but those are my four recommended websites to use. Connectbooks.com, Rate My Professor, Check.com, and Grammarly. If you use, I've used all four of those resources, and I paid for the two that, well, one is required for the premium. Actually, both of two of the four where the premium, where there's premium options, I paid for them. And I'm telling all of you as a living witness, if you use all four of these resources, it will make your academic life much smoother.
much smoother. And don't forget about the U-Pass too. Don't forget about the U-Pass. All right. That's all, that's all I got for today. I hope that all of you, specifically for my college students, have learned something from today's episode. I hope that any one of you learned something from today's episode and use it in your everyday lives. Because that's what I'm all about. I'm all about helping people. That's my purpose in life. Please, they give me a five star. Don't give me. Please, if you don't mind, give the show a five star rating. Leave a comment if you desire. You can follow me on any of my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. And with that being said, stay blessed and have a great day.